Welcome to This Week in Purdue Baseball. I'm Kyle Chargers with Purdue SID Ben Turner and the head coach of the undefeated Boilermakers, Greg Goff. Uh, Greg, fresh back from the long trip, uh, a long and successful trip. Purdue is 12-0. You guys uh, really have it rolling right now. Well, it was a great trip for us, um, Kyle. It was really good to see our guys get over there and, and um, play some really competitive games. Um, you know, as going back and watching the video the last couple of days, it's amazing how our guys, I thought, really performed uh, when they needed to, you know, making some big pitches and, and having some big hits. And um, as you know, we're off to a great start, and it's because of those guys and their preparation and, and what they're doing every day. We'll talk to the head coach uh, about the Boilermakers and their, their run here recently. We'll also bring in Troy Viola, senior, who's really filled in and done a great job at third base and giving you another big bat in the lineup as well. Man, your team has a, a knack for the dramatic, it seems like, and, and a knack for, for sticking with things and, and hanging in games. I mean, we, we saw it during the trip with, what, four walk-off victories, so. including the, the game on Sunday against Longwood, uh, the last game that you played, rallying from down, uh, what, four runs in the ninth before yeah. Cam Thompson won it on a walk-off home run in the 11th. Your team does have some, what, stick to itiveness maybe right, or right. some ability to, to hang in there and find a way to get it done. Well, you know, we talk all the time about being resilient. And, um, you know, I think our team is the epitome of a, of a team that's resilient. Um, they don't get caught up in the score. They don't get caught up in the emotion of the game. <clears throat> they just play for 27 outs, Kyle. Yeah. And, um, you know, what I, what I saw was a team that has been on the road for 10 days, a little tired. But, man, when the game was on the line there late, man, our, our bats became um, really good. And I yeah. think that's the reason why we had some success. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of plate appearances, I guess, that I would highlight in those extra inning games. Greg, uh, Tyler Powers in the 12th inning, Saturday against Longwood, sticks in there, uh, gets that tying run to the plate, you know, when you're down to two outs like that. And Troy, who's going to be the guest here in a couple minutes, you know, Cam's home run doesn't happen unless right. he delivers that double <laughs> with the game on the line in the ninth inning. You know, they get him out, that game is over. That's right. So in many ways, that double was a bigger hit than the home run. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, there was, you know, Ben, there, we've had a number of players that have um, maybe not started and, and gotten in there, whether it's a defensive replacement or Tanner Haston running or, um, you know, Tyler going in there and, and going in for Paul. I mean, and then having a big single there to get on base. And then he had to, you know, hit by pitch. Um, in there so you know this, this is a team that I, I just love because they're not caught up in who gets the credit but how we win and, and what's going on with our team and um, that's just a, to me the statement from the seniors like Tyler and Ryan Howe and Evan Albrecht and those guys Calway that have been here for, for three and four years um, I've really you know put this team first. And the excitement of those last at bat wins maybe overshadowed what was probably the best win of the trip, and that was Wednesday at Charlotte right. against a team that won 40 games, was a two seed in a regional last year, and you your bullpen shut them out for essentially seven innings. Right, it was amazing. You like you saw their scores this weekend. I mean, they went double digit scores Saturday and Sunday. Charlotte's a really good team, um, but you know, again, I think Coach Marks has did a tremendous job with our pitching staff. Um, again, just going back and watching the video the last two days, man, they made some big pitches in big situations. I mean, Charlotte comes up, their best hitter. Um, as I was talking with scouts before the game, they said, hey, don't let McKay beat you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And he comes up with first and third and a tie and run at third, a 3-2 game or whatever it was, and, and we you know, punch him out to make the second out of the inning, and then we get the third three-hole guy um, out. So just been really pleased with just the poise um, and just the conviction of what our pitchers are doing. You're one of five teams nationally that is that is undefeated. A, 
it's nice to be undefeated. You want to win all the baseball games you can. But B, what does it do for you in terms of, you know, bringing some national spotlight to the program? Um, you know, in terms of being able to, to, to recruit and feel like you're on the right track and tell kids that you're on the right track and sort of get that reinforcement? Well, you know, Kyle, that was a big thing for me, you know, as I took over from Mark, um, is, is just getting the program where people know it nationally. Yeah. We have so much to offer here. Um, our administration has given us an opportunity as a coach, which all I can ask for is all the things I need. Um, great facilities, great academics, uh, great support staff, and, um, you know, us being able to get off to such a great start has, has allowed us to, to now reach out to, to more people. And that's how you build things. That's how I built them everywhere I've been. And, and that's how we want to continue to do it here at Purdue. Mm -hmm. Pitching wins pretty consistently. And so far, not only the bullpen, but you're getting good work from the rotation as well. As the trio kind of has emerged, it feels like, as a trio we can count on in uh, Smeltz, Wanzine, and uh, Wyatt Wendell. And specifically Smeltz, uh, a local kid, you know, he's overcome a lot over the years, but to really kind of put it together early here, what a Friday presence he's kind of giving you. He really has been. I mean, it's just amazing to, to see Jackson out there. Um, I can remember when I first got here, uh, really quiet to himself, um, had some, some arm issues and things and ankle issues and all kinds of things that he was working through. And just to see him now uh, become the young man that he is, uh, one of our leaders, uh, very outgoing guy now, very competitive. But just to, to see him out there on Fridays is just amazing for me and, and just uh, can't say enough about that guy. Moving uh, home opener to Thursday to try to maximize the best weather as possible for this <laughs> time of the year, this weekend. Uh, it sets up March 10th as the earliest home opener ever, uh, a couple days earlier than 2019. Uh, you know, Coach Waz's last year against mm -hmm. Milwaukee. Um, so just whatever it takes this time of the year to be able to play at home, right? No doubt. And I'm a big, you know, advocate of playing home games, as you know. That's why the schedule is where it's at. And, um, you know, we're fortunate enough the weather's going to cooperate with us and let us let us start. And, um, you know, Coach Owens down at Bellman, you know, he was coming up Thursday anyway, so he was able to, to work it out where we could go ahead and start a game on Thursday. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to be home. I'm excited to get a chance to play in front of our fans and play back at Alexander. Uh, field and um, you know really looking for an opportunity to put that uniform on and get out there with them. You guys want to keep winning, obviously. There will come a time. <laughs> yes, Cal. There, there will, Mister Obvious. Uh, there will come a time when you lose a game. Uh, are you? Are you? Is part of you wondering how your team will react to some challenges that will inevitably come along the way? Well, I, you know, again, I, I think that comes with it. You know, yeah. uh, baseball is a crazy game. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind, our, our players are resilient. You know, mm -hmm. if we get beat Thursday, those guys will show back up on Friday ready to rock and roll. I just don't, you know, we try to just take a, away the emotion of things and, and who we're playing and what we're doing and just play against yeah. the game. You know, throw strikes, play good defense, have some timely hitting, play hard for 27 outs. And those are the things that we try to, you know, stick to the process more than just the outcomes. Yeah. As the player guest uh, today, uh, Troy, one of the number of newcomers who's contributing, uh, really anchored third base down, uh, improved that position for us, it feels like. A lot of big hits. We mentioned that double against Longwood. Defensively, what has he brought to the table? Well, he's just brought some experience um, there. You know, he's um, an older guy that's that transferred in as a grad student, and so we've been very blessed with him. Not only is what you see on the field, but you just don't see all the hard work that he does every day uh, in the cages. and on the field and uh, he's, he works hard. There's not, I've never had a guy, anybody that worked any harder than him. And uh, just a tremendous asset for me as I try to build this program to have him to come in um, in this year and, and help us get over the hump. 
And we've seen Purdue basketball really flourish with those grad transfers over the last decade or so. And baseball's dabbled in it a little bit, uh, but you know the impact that they can have um, after you know being multiple places, playing at the D1 level, having success there. And not just Troy, but the other guys that have come in with those similar credentials just kind of shows the instant impact they can make. No doubt. I mean, it's been a, it's been awesome for us. It's been a great transition. And um, hopefully our younger guys that see him work every day see what it takes to, to be successful at this level, Ben. Best of luck this weekend against Bellarmine. Hopefully we'll get uh, all three in and you yes. guys can keep it rolling. Yes, excited. Just can't wait. And uh, just hope everybody can come out and watch us play. Uh, it's exciting, exciting ball club. And uh, looking forward to being back at Alexander Field. That's the coach, Greg Goff. Uh, we'll come back here in just a moment. We'll bring in Troy Viola, talk a little bit about him, his road to Purdue, and the Boilermakers. That's coming up next on This Week in Purdue Baseball. Welcome back to This Week in Purdue Baseball. Kyle here with Ben and our special guest, Troy Viola, third baseman for the Boilermakers. Uh, successful trip in North Carolina. You guys got to be pretty excited about how you're playing baseball right now. Yes, sir. Uh, we're playing a high-level baseball right now. Um, all the hard work preparation that we put in um, it's paying off and you know we're just trusting what the coaches tell us and um, and it's showing you got off to a little bit of a slow start offensively to the season but seems like you've warmed up a little bit you pretty uh, feel like you're settling in now a little bit at a new location and, and feeling pretty comfortable yeah I feel good here um, you know coming in here uh, they had a couple things that I just had to get used to, you know, yeah. getting comfortable with the new program and learning their system, learning their new approaches. And um, so, yeah, a little bit of a slow start. And then I just had to trust the process, trust what the coaches were telling me, like I said. And, um, yeah. and we're starting to get rolling now. Yeah. Lots of doubles on that road trip, but none bigger than your last at bat, as it turned out, I think, uh, Sunday against Longwood. Game on the line, ninth inning. What are kind of some of the emotions maybe going through your head, or is it just treated like any other at bat? I would say just treating it like every other bat. You can't let any moment get too big. Um, and we work on two-strike approach so much um, with Coach Frudo in the cages. And um, we just stuck to our plan. You know, I'm looking for a certain pitch. And when I got it, I took advantage of it. And uh, yeah, I just treat it like every other bat. And So you did work that count. You, it was a two-strike count. I, I didn't get a good look at the full play-by-play. -play. Could you <laughs> tell what kind of pitch do you think you hit? Uh, so yeah, 3-2 count. Um, fouled off a couple of tough fastballs. Um, uh, inside, and then you know he elevated a fastball, and coach talks about when we elevate, we celebrate, and he <laughs> took advantage of the fastball and hit it to the wall, and, and uh, yeah, just stuck to the approach and, and made it happen. Lovely ring to that. You also were part of back-to-back -back home runs with Pablo, if I remember correctly. Um, that has to be fun. As the guy on the front end of that, what's it like when you're still in the dugout, kind of? coming down from it and you're all of a sudden celebrating again because your teammate just went. That was a lot of fun, um, especially with Pablo being my roommate here in West Lafayette. Um, he talked about it with me a little bit um, beforehand and it's crazy. I was just going into the dugout. I hadn't even turned around to see Pablo in, when I heard the crack of the bat and everyone going crazy um, and to see him smiling like he was walking around. Uh, running around the bases and that being his first college home run or Division One home run, that was just super special and a uh, moment that I'll remember for a long time. We've talked about your offense. You're a really good defensive third baseman. How much pride do you take in, in your abilities uh, out there on the field? Um, I've said it my entire career. I pride myself on my defense. Um, I work extremely hard. Uh, I Back in junior college, uh, I was a shortstop and made the move over to third base around my sophomore year. And it felt like 
I hadn't played baseball before, <laughs> going to a new position, and so um, I really made it. I really made it a big part of what I needed to do was make myself the best third baseman I possibly could. Worked very hard um, behind the scenes, and and then I brought that over here to Purdue, and I'm I'm excited to be playing third base here. What are the keys? I mean, instincts wise, it looks like you have pretty good instincts. I mean, the ball gets hit hard, and and you react to it pretty quickly. Is there anything else that you feel like you do particularly well over there? I would just say anticipating. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that no one yeah. sees, right? Where I'm talking to the middle infielders, knowing what pitch is coming, knowing. Um, you know what what the what batters up there mm-hmm. how fast he is um, what his tendencies are what, where he likes to hit the ball so even that one or two step adjustment that I'm making that no one sees um, thanks to maybe in the middle infielder who's letting me know what pitch is coming that makes all the difference and uh, those big time plays that everyone sees those those become pretty routine because I I'm anticipating where that ball is going to be. Yeah. So. There's the old adage that when teams are strong up the middle, catcher, shortstop, center field, usually they're pretty good teams. I think in, in that, you overlook how important the corner infielders can be, specifically third base. And I guess I would say, Troy, specifically in college baseball, where the small ball game is so much more prevalent, mm. that your role in, in you know, um, handling bunt coverages and, and making sure you guys are organized, like that stuff is really important that I think maybe people overlook as well. Would you agree? Oh, I completely agree. Like you were saying, in college baseball, you see a lot more bunts than you do at the next level. Um, and when you have someone at the corner that can take that away from a team, that puts a lot of pressure on them because now they kind of have to change their game plan, um, knowing that they can't just lay down a bunt to you know put some pressure on the defense. Um, and I think that is a huge part of taking away team's strategies and um, making it really hard on the other team to get things going offensively. Certainly a very unique road to Purdue. Um, <laughs> All-conference in the Mountain West at uh, San Jose State. Um, he had two, uh, well, one and a half, I guess, seasons there, and then the shutdown happens. And then there was a secondary shutdown in some ways that maybe you guys only in the South Bay area really felt. We saw the Arizona Cardinals have to go, or excuse me, the 49ers have to go play at the Arizona Cardinals Stadium, and that kind of impacted you individually too, did it not? Absolutely. Um, it has been a long journey for me. I've been to four schools in six years now, uh, <laughs> two junior colleges, San Jose State, and now here at Purdue. But, um, yeah, that was one of the big reasons that I made the change. Um, after COVID hit in the Bay Area, it was really tough to do anything, um, especially as an athlete. We couldn't get in the weight room very much. Um, you know, we were wearing masks everywhere we were. Um, which made it really tough to exercise at a high level. And so, yeah, it was pretty hard. And I knew that um, if I wanted to extend my career and I wanted to have a chance to play at the next level, um, that I needed to make a change. And so I came out here to the Midwest and um, where I was able to work out and do the things I needed to do to get myself ready for the next level. And um, I'm really excited that I did. How did you connect with Purdue? So when I, when I entered the transfer portal, um, I actually just emailed every single Division One school, wow. <laughs> wow. and I, I just put it out there. I told them why I was credible, why yeah. I should deserve a spot to play for them, and um, Purdue was one of those schools that reached out early um, and didn't have any um, conflicts with, oh, this is a reason why we can't offer this or right. that. They said, we would love to have you here, and we like what we see, and um, if you're ready to go, we're ready to go. Yeah. And that was that. Going back to your high school days in Oregon, um, you won state titles, I believe, in both football and baseball, which sure. is always a very unique accomplishment. But some of these coaches you worked with, for people like Kyle and I <laughs> right. that were born in the 70s and 80s, <laughs> these names really jump off the page. Maybe not so much with your teammates, 
but Alan Embry, Richie Sexton, and Drew Bledsoe. Yes, like, wow, that's <laughs> that's in high school. That was in high school. Yeah, that was that was really cool to be a part of. You know, it started in the fall when we were playing football. We had Drew Bledsoe was my offensive coordinator um, and our <laughs> quarterback coach. So. Being able to go to practice every day and work work out and uh, you know learn from a Patriots legend is is pretty cool wow. you know and uh, have him calling the plays from the press box that was that was pretty exciting to have um, someone like that up there and then uh, yeah Richie and Alan those guys those guys were awesome they treated every practice like it was a professional practice um, and they really taught us the things that we needed to know going into the next level, even though neither of them played in college. <laughs> they went straight from high school, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, they just, they just got us ready, and, um, and when you're learning from guys like that who've had success at such a high level, um, you got to take advantage of every second that you have and um, take advantage of every bit of information they can give you, right? So that was, that was pretty cool to... Uh, have those big names around us. Is that something you've grown more appreciative of in the years since? Like at the time it was just like, well, this is just how it is kind of thing. Or <laughs> did you realize this is pretty unique? No, I did. I did realize how cool it was when I was there. Um, obviously I think the cooler thing is that I can go back now to bend in the off season and still work with Richie Allen, um, talk to Drew when I'm back there. Um, and I can, I can still take information from them. Um, the more that I learn, I can ask them more advanced questions that they're able to um, let me know what, what kind of changes I need to make. You're a grad student. You spent the last 10 days on the road. What is academics like when you're uh, away from school for that long? To be honest, it seems like it would be daunting, but once you're in the master's program, um, it's not so much busy work anymore. It's more uh, bigger projects that you yeah. have to get done. And in my, in my program, it's a lot of reading and writing, which is one of my strengths. And so, uh, you know, writing a 10 whatever 15 page essay isn't <laughs> too big of a deal to me anymore but uh yeah it, it seems daunting but once you're at that level of program um yeah. it's more just bigger projects that you need to you know plan and schedule for it yeah all right we close out the player segment with what we call personal preferences so we troy we have you pick an answer or pick a question between 1 and 29 and then give us your answer there are no wrong answers for this so we're just looking to learn more about you and what you like all right so between 1 and 29 What's your first pick? 24. 24. Foreign country you'd most like to visit? I would like to visit Italy because I am, I know at least 25% Italian. I know <laughs> wow. my mom has a little Italian on her side, so that might put me around 30%. So I kind of want to see, you know, where, uh, where my family's from, and uh, I think that Italy would be a really cool spot. And the Viola last name certainly has a, a nice lineage in professional baseball. When you think about Frank Viola and his long career as a pitcher, in MLB, um, any distant relation that you're aware of? How common is the name? I get that question a lot. Everywhere <laughs> I go that has to do with baseball, I get the one, at least one person asking me if I'm related to Frank Viola. And I have not found out yet if he is a relative. I know he is not a close relative. If he is distant, that would be cool to find out. But um, yeah, I think the Viola name is a little more, uh, it's a little more common on the East Coast, you know, not so much. Uh, in the Midwest or the West Coast where I was at. Gotcha. Okay, between 1 and 29, don't pick 24. Um, 8. 8. Current teammate with the best baseball instincts? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> I would say probably Evan Albrecht. Um, he is always dialed in. He's locked in. He knows what's going on. And that was one of those things I was talking about where when we have communication with the middle infielder, um, 
because he knows what's going on with the catcher and the pitches um, that are coming, getting me ready and anticipating um, upcoming pitches and what might happen. Um, that keeps us locked in, and that's why we're playing such good defense right now is because it's not just singular uh, performance. It's all happening because we're working together. Yeah, I think he was the top vote-getter when we did this survey among the full team as a con in con hmm. conjunction with Photo Day. I think that's a good sign when your shortstop gets the most votes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, so don't pick eight. Don't pick 24 between one and 29. Um, let's go 14. 14. TV or online show or series you can't stop watching? That's tough. <laughs> I don't watch too many shows or movies, but I would say that anything Star Wars piques my interest. I, that was something I grew up on, and uh, any kind of show or, or movie that has to do with Star Wars is something I'll be watching. Kyle and I are fans as well. <laughs> my dad used to tell me that's how I learned to talk. I had the movies and all the strange names and uh, planets and everything else, so I've always had a soft spot for Star Wars yeah. as well. Good choice. You guys uh, looking forward to, to being home here a little bit, assuming that uh, the weather cooperates with us this week? Looks like it will, at least a little bit. Uh, you guys excited to play Bellarmine this weekend? Absolutely. Um, you know, always it's always fun to play at home. Um, it'll be a little different for me because I'm not used to playing in 40-degree weather <laughs> on the West Coast. Um, but, yeah, we're super excited. We know that uh, regardless of the weather, our fans are going to show out, and that was something that kind of piqued my interest coming here as well is just the fan base and how loyal they are um, at Purdue. And so I'm super excited to get this thing going at home and uh, and uh, hopefully get some wins for, for the people that come out. Yeah, best of luck. Thanks yes, a lot, sir. Troy. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. That's Troy Viola, third baseman for the Boilermakers. That'll do it for our show for this week. We'll be back uh, again next Tuesday. We will have these most Tuesdays throughout the season as we uh, get things rolling along. Special thanks, uh, of course, to Greg Goff as well. For Ben Turner, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for watching This Week in Purdue Baseball.